It's time for the film crickets with Jay Fortier and Chris Martino. All right. Hey, friends, what's going on? This is Jay. I am along with my good friend. Uh, Chris over here. All right. I know I didn't do my last name. Fortier. <laughs> Martino. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to have a Christmas episode. It's not about an actual Christmas film. One particular, we're going to be doing uh, just multiple Christmas aspects of, we have a different, we're going to do Christmas movies. We're going to talk about Christmas specials, Christmas songs, even memories, personal memories of our childhood and just goofy shit that happened. And well, we're going to have a good time with this. Uh, totally unplanned. Yep. So we're <laughs> We're going to just roll with this bitch. Winging it. Yeah. Absolutely winging it. But hopefully you can get an idea of uh, our personalities and what we're about and maybe push back the curtain that is the Martino 40-year experience. So anyway, go ahead. So so we decided, yeah, Christmas episode wouldn't be a terrible idea. Uh, And we will still talk about movies and such. We have a, we were discussing a couple right before we started the podcast. So, so we'll still have that aspect and even maybe it doesn't, does it hold up X aspect? We don't know. So, all right, Jay. So, so what do you, what do you got? What do you, what do you think about this old holiday holiday season? Oh, well, this particular one. (laughs) I don't think I've ever longed for New Year's Eve. My more in my entire yeah. life uh, yeah no doubt but uh no e. that being said well that's 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 kind of why we're doing this to, to brighten some people mm-hmm. uh that's brighten some of their days because oof, yep. you know everybody's got something to complain about and they have every right mm-hmm. uh at this point yep. so no matter what is going on this is always a a great time of year fun time for me anyways i always love like it's always like so you know like get this feeling inside this warm and fuzzy and inside and it, it it's always such a great time like especially it started when i was a little kid you know watching the specials mm-hmm. you know we just talked about it a couple of weeks yep. ago when when i was doing the tv themes and you're like my favorite is when the cbs would do that special word and like the word oh. special would spin and and we would go ballistic <laughs> yeah, and, and and also remember that was appointment watching mm. because like you could only you got it one shot. That's you go. This opportunity comes one into the year. You better lose yourself in the special. No, but seriously, like you only have one shot, and there was no pausing it. And if you had to go mm. to the bathroom, you ran to the bathroom and you ran back. You had to get a snack, you ran there, and ran back. And so like when Rudolph comes on, which is a solid hour. Mm-hmm. of of rank and bass goodness that's your hour then you gotta wait another 364 days until the next hour and charlie brown was uno uno timo mm-hmm. for 30 minutes and then after that you hope that garfield was on after that because then you want that solid hour mm-hmm. and before you know and i was the only kid in the block or not that's not true i was the only member of my family who knew how to pre-record on your vcr wow like i figured it out like my grandmother would call me up could you tell me how to pre-record? And I once we got a VCR, I I recorded all those mm-hmm. on a VHS tape when they nice. came out because I wanted to be able to watch those whenever. And I'd watch that shit in August. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm a hankering for Garfield Christmas right now. And I'd throw that shit on because I wanted to feel good about something. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So the specials were important. Oh, I'd get so excited. They'd even have stuff like just the thing where they would show like a still of a little child opening a, a closet filled with 
board games and it would say this hour mm-hmm. of whatever is brought to you by Mattel. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was like all those board games yep. are by Mattel and you're like, Oh my God, it's Christmas. You know, like yep. you, mm-hmm. you could feel it on the tip of your tongue. You know what I mean? It was just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It was so close. And the yep. thing is today's kids to have, and, and I want to say, I still prefer today in a way I love to be able to just grab whatever I want. I wouldn't, I don't think I could give it back our option to just get, entertainment at will today oh sure yeah um mm-hmm. i wouldn't i don't yep. know if i'd give it back but i there's a special aspect to when we were children and there was appointment watching meaning like the anticipation was unbelievable like because by the time you got there you were a frenzy yep. i'll do you one better when apple and not to say we don't like apple because you yeah, know yeah. we're on this platform but yeah. when apple decided they were gonna buy all of the peanut stuff. And then they said, well, you, we're not going to air the Halloween special, the Charlie Brown Halloween, where you can only see it on Apple TV and people lost their collective fucking minds because it wasn't going to be on TV. This guy went on to Amazon or wherever, eBay something. And I bought, I, I wasn't going to be left out to dry. I bought Charlie Brown Thanksgiving and I brought the Charlie Brown Christmas special on DVD just so that Apple couldn't Take that away from me. And then Apple reneged and said, okay, we'll put it on. We, we heard you. We'll put it on TV. We'll put it on PBS. So they played the Thanksgiving special like the Sunday before Thanksgiving. And they played the, the Peanuts Christmas special on December the 13th, only on PBS, no commercials at 730. Wow. Jay, my wife and I watched the Charlie Bond Christmas special on the television at 730 last Sunday with the DVD sitting on the coffee table. <laughs> it was more exciting what to, the fu- to, to watch and it. Was, it felt, I'm telling you, it felt better to mm. tune into a channel rather than I bought the fucking thing. And I'm like, nah, we, we can watch this whenever we want. Yeah, I know, but it's on now. Right, yeah, right, but right. we can watch it whenever we want. It's not like that was a conversation that was had, but that was in both of our hearts. Like, no, mm. no, no, we got to watch it on TV. Right, but we right. have the deal. It's so stupid, but we do it. I don't understand why, because it's just magical. It's mm-hmm. you, you're supposed to go watch this on the television. When somebody else says it's on, you got one opportunity and that's it. So right. I'm with you. I like having stuff on demand too, but it makes it more special. That's why it's right. called a special. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, well, so. the kids today that they, they I, and I don't mean to be a uh, like you know the old guy. But I'm just saying they don't they they don't know what we uh, the good aspect of what we went through back then because that. Yeah, we were salivating with five minutes to go. Oh my God, mm-hmm. it's coming on! It's coming on! Yep. Five minutes. So mm-hmm. that is just I, I, we can try to explain it. I'm not sure they can understand. Mm-hmm. No, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like and, no matter because it's all at will now. Uh, and and like I said, I don't know mm-hmm. if I'd give it back because I do love that aspect, but uh, it's pretty great. How about this though? How about this? So now the only ones you can see right are the classic ones, right? So the, all those cartoons are all classics. Mm-hmm. So you got Charlie Brown, you got Rudolph, you got Year Without a Santa Claus. So Freeform and all that, they have all those old timey ones all on at the same time, but there are no new ones, right? Because right? no one cares. There's mm-hmm. no new ones. So so you've got this kind of cadre of classics that are obviously classics, but then you've got some that go by the wayside and you'll never hear them again, even if you want to look for them. So I was feeling nostalgic the other day. I tried to look for Gar- the, Char- the uh, Garfield Christmas couldn't find it. Um, and then I recalled because that one's fantastic, but you can't you can't get that one anymore because it's not a classic. Mm. The other bit is um, I don't know if you remember it, but there was this thing back in the day when the California raisins. Yeah, Claymation Christmas. Clay, Claymation Christmas with the California raisins. And 
for whatever reason, one year, the California Raisins, there were these little animated raisin dudes that sang Hearn It Through the Grapevine for a raisin company yeah. that suddenly everybody loved. And then they got their own Christmas special. Not them. And it was other stuff. It was fantastic. You can't find that anywhere. And the last one I'll give you, because I'm only remembering, remember I mentioned a moment ago that VHS tape that I made one year mm-hmm. where I decided I was going to tape all the holiday specials? Well, the one that was on there was the ALF holiday special. That's wow. right. Your friend and mine from Elmac, ALF. And if you don't know what ALF is, Google it. But the thing about the ALF episode is ALF is, is plays Santa Claus at one point. And there's a kid in a hospital with cancer, and she's okay. not sure if she's gonna make it past New Year's. So it was a, and there was another guy. There was this other, in the special. We had, I swear to God, so it was like vignettes. So Alf would meet one person and there see their problems, and he'd go to another person and see their problems, and go to another person and see their problems, and realize that his problems didn't mean a hill of beans. But the people that had problems were a girl in the hospital with terminal cancer, and he met an African American security guard who played Santa, whose wife died, who was gonna kill him that year Ouch. i swear to you that was the plot line and he talked him out of it what <laughs> when when is when can you do that one ever again what was the third was the- I, I don't remember yeah. i don't remember i think the third one was more funny mm-hmm. i think the, it's the only ones i remember because it's so like oh my but it was like really like heartwarming but still <laughs> you had now, a child with cancer and a suicidal old man it was terrible it, it, let me tell you something the, the, and you know this i'm not telling you but we have uh, in, especially in the 80s it drove me nuts i don't think i recognized how much i hated it then as much as once like i got older and i was like really that's come on now tonight on a very special different strokes <laughs> so it's like yeah, stop yeah. it was like oh no yeah. dudley <laughs> poor dudley mm-hmm. <laughs> with the bike shop no but it's very like special family ties michael keaton gets hooked on speed dude i'm telling you there was an episode and i know we're going off christmas for a second but uh there was an Whatever. episode no but there was an episode of the hogan family where the kid the, the lead kid who's uh jason bateman jason bateman yeah where his friend dies of AIDS. Now, like, it's just, the, the, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know you're not laughing at that. It's You're laughing at the audacity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember, it's like, why should I feel this depressed? The two yeah. words that make up the word sitcom is situational comedy. Comedy, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not yeah. there to to worry that someone's going to die. Come on, man. Happy days when, the, when Arnold's burns down. It's like, what the fuck am I watching here? Mm. See Fonzie like walking, walking through the rubble of, of Arnold's like, guys, what the fuck? Oh, like, dude, I waited all I, I waited all week for this. Mm. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. So yeah, that was a very special, very special episode of Elf, the Elf <sighs> Christmas special. <laughs> hey Willie, this lady here is gonna die. Do you have a memory of when you learned the truth about Santa? Um, it's kind of mixed. I didn't have a reveal moment. It's not like I saw like mom putting anything out, you know, uh, eating the cookies. Wait a minute, yeah, yeah. Whoops. I will say I was so hardcore one year. I I, I myself had like a plan to intercept Santa <laughs> at like late at night. I had a fucking plan. I had a map. I had a map. Uh, that I made and how I was going to get out of my room, go down the hallway, go around the dining room table, hide behind the couch and wait. So I, at some point I, that was, I was that hardcore. And then you start kind of doing that. You get older, you start doing the math a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, and like, wait a minute, I don't think this is actually possible. 
Uh, cause then you realize how many people there are. The handwriting's awfully familiar. Yeah. The, yeah. The handwriting. Uh, <laughs> the, oh, the, he's using the same paper as my parents. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my, my sister, and I didn't find out this later. I left the cookies out once and my sister wrote a note and it said, um, so I was like five and my brother and sister were tight. I was, I'm like eight years younger than my brother and my sister is a year older than him. So I was a little bit removed. Right. So they had, uh, they put out a plate of cookies and what? No, oh, I put out a plate of cookies and then Santa ate it. Right. And they left a note and it said, uh, thanks for the cookies. You know, my reindeer will like it. And they signed it Santa and it said, P.S. Be a dude. <laughs> and it's, so, so you got to imagine like, that's like older kids giving something to their younger brother. And they're going to, they're waiting for me to say it out loud Christmas morning. Thanks for the cookies. Be a dude. And they, I just remember them laughing. And I didn't know what the fuck be a dude meant because I'm five. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what is be a dude? And they're just, I think they gave me be a good boy or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And my mother was just like, what? Why did you put be a dude? Well, yeah. Why so did we you have that? put, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, well, later, like yeah, they, yeah. we had that discussion. So, so they had that. So that was your, your first bit. So again, you get older, you start doing the math. And then one time, I, I was over, I got Christmas presents from Santa, right? Quote, unquote, Santa. I went to my grandmother's house, uh, who's kind of a whippersnapper. She was a registered nurse by day, which means you drink a lot at night. So holiday, she gets snookered pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think one time I said, Grandma, I got a something for Christmas. She goes, Santa didn't give me a gift that for you. I bought that for you. <laughs> oh, she just man. Couldn't handle, <laughs> she couldn't handle like Santa getting the credit for her buying something. Right. Not, so not I, when she's drinking, was, right? No, no, no. But, yeah. So then I was that. I still didn't really put two and two together or maybe I wasn't paying attention. Because I don't totally remember that. My sister tells me that story. I think the last time was like, I don't know. I was getting a little older and I it was Christmas Eve and I got up to like go to the bathroom or something. And I'm down the hall and my sister and brother was still up and they heard me around the corner and they jumped in front of the tree because the presents were already out. <laughs> they were like trying to like body block. And I'm like, I'm just going to the bathroom. And I'm like, oh, okay. So whatever. So that, that was kind of it. It was nothing like shocking, but it was kind of like you'd do the roughly what age do you think? I was fourth grade, fifth grade, somewhere around there. And even then, like even before fifth grade, like you're doing them in your head, you're doing the math, but you just, you kind of hedge your bets. Like, At the same time, there's, a, there's an aspect of you don't want to know that. You don't yeah. want to know that mm-hmm. truth. Like, yeah. It's like, oh no, it's yeah. much more fun the other way. <laughs> like Some magical dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was talking about it. And um, I want to say the summer after second grade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Think of that age. I was seven. All right. right? Okay. I, but I was talking about it in an excited manner. My brother is hanging out with my cousin Glenn. My my cousin Glenn says, What do you think some guy flies around the world in a, <laughs> in a sleigh with a bunch of reindeer? <laughs> in that Rhode Island accent. <laughs> with a bunch yeah. of reindeer? It's your mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> seven Thanks a lot i was seven wow. now i also wasn't buying what he was saying because that's that's you know yeah come on man you just figure right? your cousin's being a dick yeah <laughs> which he's not but you're like yeah yeah but, i know I'm just, yeah, yeah yeah no yeah, but it's yeah, like yeah. big no, brother stuff yeah right. and i and i and i'm like no no so then i bring it up to my mom she's like downstairs doing laundry and i'm just sort of talking to her from the stairwell and i'm like yeah, he said this. Is that true? And she does the greatest job at softening the blow by saying, you really want to know? <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. It's like almost like, um, you want the truth or do you want me to lie to you? <laughs> How do you want me to bullshit you? You want to keep like, going on with your echo of lies or you want the truth? <laughs> oh, man. So it's like, 
seven years old, man. That was like, uh, <laughs> made a man. No, but uh, <laughs> it was, so it wait, was like, did you go for the truth or you just not want to know? Oh, no. I what, said, what, yeah. Did you, you know, because I mean, oh. I'm just saying the idea the, that that right there was the, was the, the truth already. You really want to know? <laughs> yep. Yeah, you really want to know. All right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, even in the, you know, it's like, instead of her trying to keep it up for a couple of years, she's like, you yeah, know, sure. Good enough. Yeah. I, oh, the, the the two older boys already know you might as well know at yep. this point and then i don't have to try so hard <laughs> i do have this great story though um when my we always spent christmas eve at my grandmother's house and then the next day would be immediate and then it would be my father's side on christmas day so yep. now my father had a few drinks on christmas eve and it was around my brother was 16 so my brother could drive home mm-hmm. we're driving home and obviously you remember where we uh, where i lived yep we would pass the congregational church which had a basically a giant triangular shaped lawn that where two yep. roads would sort of intercede you know like you know like yeah so so for, for those that are listening imagine you're like an old-timey village that had the the church square in the middle, you know, mm-hmm. and all roads went past that square. That's the way you want to think about it. It's a common area. So you can always imagine back in the day, like everybody went to church at that spot. And then afterwards they had a pick on the picnic on the lawn on the front. And that's it. That's what it is. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's this central thing. So mm-hmm. it's, and it's really nice. It's really Which good. it wasn't ours. Uh, you know, we didn't go to that particular one, but we always drove by it. And no. on Christmas Eve, no. they always had these bags that had, live candles in them like lined up in that shape of that pretty much that triangle you know it always looks so nice like you know with all those uh, bags that were you know had the candles in them we're like oh there they are again if it wasn't like a windy night you know like yay christmas mm-hmm. eve there they are and uh, my mm-hmm. father goes yeah pull over george <laughs> my brother pulls over and he gets out and he starts looking inside the bag you know like at the candle you know just to just to see what they did you know like the fact that they actually lit mm-hmm. something and uh, and keep in mind he's in front of a like he's basically on church property and he goes mm-hmm. that is nice that is fucking nice <laughs> <laughs> i'm still laughing over the uh, over these years <laughs> <laughs> that really touches my fucking heart god damn it <laughs> Great, man. <laughs> Yo, Lord, you are a classy motherfucker. No <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I can kind of picture that. That's- wait, he pulled over just to look, he pulled he over just pull to over. look at He the told candle. my brother to pull over so he could look at them. George, closer. Because wait, he wanted to see inside them to, like, you know, because, you know, the idea of the fact that there's a paper yeah. bag with a flame in it, you know, and it's not like, you know, yeah. lighting things on fire. And, you know, it was a pretty yeah. cool thing. Mm-hmm. And it looks nice. You oh, know? Sure. So he just wanted to take mm-hmm. a look at it because we had never really seen much of that type of decoration before. So, uh, sure. He's yeah. like, pull over. <laughs> I got, how about this? How about, so again, locals don't know this, but there's a place near our house or near our old house or actually closer to you now, La Salette, mm-hmm. right? Which is a monastery, a straight up monastery. So no, not a lot of Santa kicking around the monastery, but every year they have a, a very large and rather impressive display of Christmas display of lights. Mm-hmm. It's really nice, and but oh, yeah. it's not commercial. 
So to not go all Charlie Brown here, it's not commercial at all. It's very Jesus centered because mm-hmm. it's from a monastery and it's, but it's nice. It's, it, it's very nice to see. So everybody and their brother tries to go to La Salette right before for their Christmas display. Mm-hmm. And it's in the middle of a small, where is that? Attleboro? Yeah. Attleboro. Is it, they doing it? Attleboro, Massachusetts to anybody outside of Massachusetts. No, but are they doing it? <laughs> yes. Even now they are even like, uh, cause, well, cause they, it's, all right, it's outdoors and you know, they're probably, yeah, they're right. probably limiting things, you know, saying, okay, okay sure. only so many. Well, that's are. part of my story. That's part of my story. So, so I'm going with my girlfriend at the time, which so this is a thousand years ago, but so I'm going with my girlfriend at the time and we're, we're, let's go see La Salette. All right. Fantastic. I've never actually been to that area before. Not that I remember maybe when I was five. So now I'm in like my late teens, early twenties. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the car and I'm in a, what seems to be seven mile traffic jam mm-hmm. to get into La Salette, meandering through small neighborhoods. Cause that's the only way to get there is through these small neighborhoods. So literally in my car with a clutch for two hours, trying to get into the parking lot. Cause of course I didn't think there'd be seven miles worth of traffic. I finally get into the parking lot. We go out, it's freezing fucking cold. Mm-hmm. We go in, we walk around once. Okay. And they say, we're going to be closing soon. I'm like, oh my, are you, are you serious? <laughs> it took well, me nine years to get here. I'm like, seriously. I'm like, are we, well, we close at nine. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I guess they want us to go. So Moose outside should have told you. Sorry, boys. So we, we got to see everything once. And I swear to you, I swear to you, I get in the car. I'm, I'm leaving to go prematurely. I'm looking in my rear view mirror. I see the light, light lights behind me. I look back at the road. I look back at the rearview mirror. The lights are off. Like at nine o'clock, they pull a giant plug. Who <laughs> you can't see this anymore. What the fuck? <laughs> what happened? Oh. Like you can't just leave them on. The people won't leave. We'll get them to leave. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, all right, never mind. Just a bunch of bunch of nice Catholics just walking around in the dark, like bumping into each other. No, but I can just the see the Jesus. Uh, what the hell? What's going on? I can see the underling that said, you know, um, he walks up to the big boy and he says. Um, I, I, I keep telling them, you know, they got to go. We close in at nine and they just, they politely nod and keep walking and looking at all our lights. Yeah. I'll take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one. Two, one. <laughs> lights off. Turn out the lights. Uh, the party's over. Oh man. You say your plans. Don't. No, and I think and what people don't understand about La Salette is it is always ten to twenty degrees colder than when you left your house. Oh sure. Oh yeah. You go there and it's like I don't know what it is. It's the coldest place on earth. It's like the north. And everything's stone. Yeah. And everything's stone. And there's a lot of like there are prayer steps right to go to different areas of I think beatification or. You got stations of the cross or something. Sure. And what you're supposed to do is say a prayer, kneel down, say a prayer at a step, and then on your knees, get to the next step, say a prayer, say a prayer, just go. And there's like a thousand steps. Sure. And people that are devout do it, which is good for them. Super. Yeah. But it's usually winter and everything's iced over and they don't salt anything. Ugh. So it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Praying, oh sweet Jesus! I'm staying present. I'm sliding down the steps. So uh, yeah, that, it's a wonderful place, though. Like highly recommended anybody oh, no. in Massachusetts at Christmas, but be prepared to sit in some traffic, especially on a weekend. Yeah, that's the worst part. Yeah, you want to go? You want to try yeah. to go uh, like on a Monday? I mean, it's no almost no good time to go, but definitely go on a Monday or so. Agreed. I got another uh, story for you. When I was the, uh, uh, it was my first Christmas at that house that you knew. Where did you live before? Uh, Woodensocket, 
for up until third grade, middle, middle of third grade, I moved over to, or at the beginning of third grade, I moved over to North Smithfield. So our first, our first Christmas at, in the, the North Smithfield house, it was our first time having a fireplace. And mm-hmm. my father woke up, he wasn't feeling well, and he lit a fire. What he did not realize is that my mom had stuffed the stockings the night before. So the heat melted <laughs> all the chocolate that she stuffed it. See, see, my mom would get make these cute little stockings that were like mm-hmm. she'd give an orange, she'd give a dollar bill, she'd give, mm-hmm. give you some chocolate. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like stuffed with a, a lot of great, you know, like big presents or anything like that. But yeah. so we had chocolate covered dollar bills and chocolate covered oranges. Like they were just, just it was all melted all into the toe. Nice. <laughs> it was so bad. Nice. <laughs> it's like, well, there goes the. Uh, there goes the stockings for our first Christmas. <laughs> Happy first Christmas, <laughs> nice. everybody. Right. My house, we had a fireplace for a long time. And then my dad put in like kind of what you had, like an insert. Yeah. So you'd have like, so rather than an open hearth, it'd be this iron box that you'd have to twist the handle, pull it out, twist the handle again to put the logs in. And then you sh- shut it mm-hmm. and then it would vent heat yep. over the house. And I was mortified as a child because I'm like, when Santa comes down, the fuck is he going to get out the, <laughs> the iron box? Like he's going to twist the handle from the inside, push, twist the handle again and push again. He's going to die in the fireplace. He's so, got his ways. That, that's the way they reassure he's you. Like, don't worry. Yeah, Don't worry. He'll, He'll come in through the door. Yeah. Well, what are you talking about? <laughs> he turns so, into vapor. Yeah. <laughs> like that weird <laughs> thing from Hellboy. <laughs> I'm coming through. I can see you. And also the other thing that we would have to do is my mom would say, because I was usually a good boy. So you couldn't use like that logic on me. You know what I mean? Because I really didn't get into a lot of trouble because I was mostly by myself. So mm-hmm. what trouble am I going to get into? So I wasn't like a hellion or anything. So you couldn't use that. He's watching kind of deal because I'm always good. So so she'd say, you got to make sure Santa won't come unless the, the your room is clean and I used to have a lot of toys in the living room that I'd play with, right? Because there was nothing else to do, mm-hmm. right? So I had, like, every now and then take stuff out of my room and bring toys into the living room. That's where I would play with them, uh, my Star Wars stuff and whatnot. But she said, you know, none of that stuff can be out. You know, it's got to be clean. So <laughs> what I did was, figuring I outsmarted Santa, I took all my toys and I stuffed them under the furniture. So I didn't actually bring them back to my room. Mm-hmm. I said, well, I'm still using this. So I stuffed everything like in piles underneath the couch and the, and the rocking chair, which would be obvious. There's just a pile of shit underneath the rocking chair. But the kid logic, he'll never figure this out. He can make it through everywhere and come down a chimney and all that shit and give me everything I want. But he won't figure this out. Like, okay, come on now. <laughs> oh, so um, um, your favorite Christmas yeah. movies. All right. I got to say, I did not see this until I was an adult. And that is, it now is my favorite, is a lot of other people's favorites. It's, uh, it's a Wonderful Life. I did not see it until I was an adult. Oh, so, so goddamn good. Oh, to this day. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. Nope. Uh, and it's, 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 it's really not a Christmas movie till the end. Right. It's so well acted. You believe everything Jimmy Stewart is doing and saying and believing. You feel everything he feels. He's so good. Mm. Um, he just wants, you know, he's like all of us. He wants to do good, but in the back of his head is like, I want to do more. And, w- you know, at the end of the day, when you fail, you go, I fail. You don't feel, when you fail, you don't feel like you failed. You feel like you failed everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. That's some of us are saddled with that. 
kind of guilt. And he takes that to the nth degree. And, and he, he teaches you that lesson at the end that a person who has friends is never poor or something like that. And it's absolutely true. There's no doubt about it. And you don't know who you affect and you don't know what you've done, even the bad you've done, you know, you've done good as well that have affected people. Oh, it's, it's so, no, you're right. It's uh, so goddamn good. It's so and, good. It's so good. Yeah. I, I mean, like it was always on, but like it was always on in the middle. And I was like, I can't join this, you know, when I was mm-hmm. growing up. So I never mm-hmm. bothered. And then one yep. day as an adult, I rented it or I took it, got it from the library. And I was like, my God, mm-hmm. this is the best. And no. just really no, just it's grabs a- you, especially at the end. I mean, yep. when they're all singing old, old Lang Syne, right? It's old Lang Syne when this this mm-hmm. singing. Yeah. Oh, oh, exactly. oh yeah. phenomenal. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah. Great, great. Because great. it's, it's, because again, you've got the movie doesn't think you're stupid. It weaves the tale from beginning to end. If ever you have a movie about a character arc, it's him. Mm. It's George Bailey. And like you're with him through all of his triumphs and failures. You're, you're with him when he sticks it to, to Potter. And then you're with him when, you know, he says, well, screw you, Mr. Potter. He didn't say screw you. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, I'm going to take this. I'm not selling to you. You're, You'll, you'll, you're evil. I'm not. And he tells him he's evil. And I mean, and something you've always wanted to say to somebody you don't like, you know, and then eventually at the end, he has to go to him with his tail between his legs. And you, you feel for him then too. Cause he's like, mm. he's really desperate. Cause he's going to the guy. He told him he was evil, but he's got, he's got no choice. Oh, it's it. And Lionel it's, Barrymore, it's fan- Lionel yep. Barrymore. Like, I mean, that voice uh, for Mr. Mm-hmm. Potter, you know, uh, yep. like, like just perfect. Yeah. casting for that um, yeah now, uh, now if anybody who's seen the special features on the dvd have you no um there's a thing nope. with, uh, tom bosley hosts one and it's a great thing because they they tell you a good story that i, I love it and i i hope it's true because it's great when the uncle walks away uh from the party remember when he comes out of the party he's blasted he's so drunk yeah and he has to turn him around to tell him which direction to go so he can walk home in the right direction mm-hmm. and you hear yep. and he goes i'm okay i'm okay apparently a stagehand yep. uh dropped a tray of reels oh and that, oh. that and he improvised and, yes and then jimmy just laughed a little and and, ke- and they kept going and i just <laughs> love that they kept it in there because it's like he just stumbled across trash cans or something like that mm-hmm. so it's just the oh that's and that's like the rest that's is cool yeah the rest is history so i love shit like that but yeah you know what by that's the way i think cameron from ferris bueller took that voice of george peterson from the bartender uh nick because if you think about how he talks he's like hey look mister we save hard drinks in here for men who want to get drunk fast. And we don't need any characters around to give the joint atmosphere. Is that clear? Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. What? Asshole! Uh, you're absolutely right, sir. You've hit the nail right in the head. Find out where she is. This isn't over yet, Buster. Do you read me? Yeah, yeah. Sounds just like him. Yeah. And then uh, also think of another thing. Bert and Ernie are the two characters, uh, the cop and the cab driver. Yeah. Bert and Ernie. All right. You know? Bert and Ernie. People, yeah, no, I just... All right. Awesome shit, man. Yeah. Love it. We did see Alfalfa in that movie as well. Yes, he's the one that turns the, turns the key for the uh, the, the swim gym. Mm-hmm. By the way, real swim gym that, that, that was Beverly Hills High School. Yep. I, I, no, it really what, opens up. How much... That seems like such a modern thing. That I know. you would have actually a under a gym floor i know uh how do i know that? it's because of that documentary that that thing i watched is just like a lot of great shit yeah you should have check, check it out. out all right so yeah. so i'll turn it around on you then i agree that that that's 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 the gold standard i think that and white christmas oh yeah great like i saw white christmas 
the White Christmas I saw, it's a quick story on White Christmas, is that I saw White Christmas in like not Christmas time. And I had been, I went through a lot of years where I was always sick from like February to about May. I always had got a flu or a pneumonia or something respiratory where I would literally cough large gobs of phlegm for months mm. in the winter. I don't know why I would miss three weeks of school at a time. Legit. Couldn't shake it. Of course, my mom didn't bring me for medicine a lot. I don't know why, but um, I would force her to get me prescriptions. But no, you'll be fine. Just drink more water. I'm like, oh, okay. So anyway, so I remember I was up coughing because I couldn't go to sleep. And I turned on the TV, and for some bizarre reason, I don't know why, White Christmas was on regular network, like Channel 10, 5, 12, late. Actually, it was something else. Yeah, all right. You were hallucinating at this point. <laughs> hallucinating, yeah. <laughs> but, so I'm a teenager, and I don't like this. I like Transformers. I like GI. I like other stuff. Yeah. And this movie comes on right from the beginning when they're in, they're in France. They're on the front in World War II. And it will follow the old man wherever he may go. Yeah. And they do that whole scene. And for some reason, I was hooked. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Because that's like old timey shit. Mm -hmm. And then and then when him and Danny Kay and everybody starts like dancing the big production numbers, part of me was like, you should hate this, but you don't. Mm -hmm. That's good. <laughs> part of me is like, every piece of you should not like watching this. But I was absolutely enraptured by watching Danny Kay dance with, I forget her name. Um, the skinny one and all those hokey numbers, which a teenager probably would be like, what is this nonsense? I was in, I couldn't not watch it. I don't and know why. And so from it, that point I was hooked and, on the roof. You know, just like the end of it's a wonderful life, just like the end of that, watch the moment when they are throwing that surprise party, when the general walks in and that surprise party is happening, try not to have yep. an emotional lump in your throat. Oh, sure. Like, absolutely. Just like at the end of it's a wonderful life, both leave me the same way i'm like mm -hmm. yeah right because both of those, both those characters kind of feel like shit right they mm -hmm. both feel and useless then, the general feels absolutely he wants to go back to war because he feels like he's useless and then he realizes that that he actually has he thinks he's got nothing right so no that's yeah i, I agree absolutely now did you grow up i i really liked the the albert finney scrooge it was the musical version they used to play it on uh, our local uh uhf station from boston 56 the albert finney one it was musical they call it remember. scrooge instead of it's a christmas crowd or, or christmas carol i i i'm having all right so you're saying i'll give you a song clip. Right, go ahead go ahead go the song the song that you should know from that is uh, thank you very much thank you very much that's the nicest thing that anyone's ever done for me i may sound awful dutch but my delight is such i feel as if a losing war's been won for me okay I, I kinda remember it. All right. Now think about this. On its surface, you could sit there and go, Oh, well, that's kinda people could probably look at that and go, oh, that's a cheesy musical uh mm -hmm. about Scrooge. Well, it gets dark. First off, you know the part where they're look it, where he's at the Christmas future and, and he's seeing um people happy about him him being dead, but he has no idea that they're talking about him. Yeah. That song starts to be sung about Scrooge dying. All right. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me. Yeah. You died. <laughs> how great is that? Think of how dark that is. Mm -hmm. You died. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. The guy who's singing it is dancing on his casket as it's being paraded down the street, like he's wow. doing like a shimmy. Oh my God, it's fucking awesome. Now, now what they didn't show you growing up is this. Uh, and all of a sudden, now that you see it on DVD or you see it on, on TV, they actually show it. When 
he falls into the grave out of fear. Like he he sees the um the skeleton behind the the hood and, yeah. and he flips out falls into the grave. Now on regular TV back in 1970 whatever or 1980 something, they'd show him fall and then land in his bed and he's surrounded. He's holding uh, sheets all around his uh, yeah, head. The drape, you know, like or like he's sort yeah. of wrapped. Yeah, he's, he's, he's all it's all wrapped around him. He's like, oh my god, oh, I'm I'm alive, yay! Well, uh, he falls in, lands in hell. Jacob comes around the corner and says, well. You know the master's really really pleased with you type of what? thing and he goes we ha- he, he wants you to be his personal secretary and he goes oh, no we've got an office he go we got an office for you and he goes it's mighty cold in there the way you like it it's like really like like you can hear like wow like really cold and he goes mm-hmm. and don't worry we didn't leave you without a chain like and these three muscle bound dudes show up with something like a battleship chain like something really really like thick and heavy and they're like you've been because you've been working on this chain for a long time and he wraps it around like so so now he's holding it go oh my god he says he's flipping out screaming wakes up and he's he's got the stuff wrapped around him instead of a chain holy shit pretty fucking cool huh and by the way jacob marley alec guinness oh shit sir alec guinness fantastic yeah. as we're talking about christmas carol is one of the thing an atrocity has been made because muppet christmas carol is my favorite christmas carol and if it's oh, not it's yours you got problems but no it's i'm just kidding it's very good and it's very true to the book i actually just reread christmas carol under 106 pages hard to read but um but it's a Dickens masterpiece. Anyway, so in the movie, there's a there's a song in the middle where young-ish Scrooge and his girlfriend, Belle, are going to get married. Mm-hmm. But he keeps postponing the marriage because business is poor and they don't have enough money. And she's sick of waiting for him and says, well, I'm leaving you now. And they start to sing a song in the Muppet movie. They sing a song and the song is, you know. The love is gone. The love is gone. I must leave you now. Yep. And something, something, something. And then she leaves and it's gut-wrenching because Scrooge is giving up someone he loves, but he doesn't understand what it all means, right? And then at the end of the movie, when Scrooge is redeemed and he keeps Christmas in his heart, the song at the end of the movie is, the love is found, the love is found, Mm -hmm. right? So he lost it before, he realizes what he lost, and now he knows his love is found. Not Not his girlfriend, but the fact that love is found again, right? You can find it somewhere else. He doesn't need to blame Christmas for his pain, basically, right? Well, if you watch that movie now on Netflix or wherever, the song in the middle gets cut out. It's gone. They just skip the song. And at at the end of the movie, you hear the love is found. And it's still nice. That's not necessary. It doesn't have the same gravity because because it's missing the song in the middle. And so I watched it on Netflix and um, my wife and I are like, where'd this fucking song go? So right away on eBay, I got a... I'm like, is this version of this DVD have the song in the middle? Uh, maybe. And then they jacked up the price on me because I was looking because everybody was having the same thought. But I bought that on DVD too. That's bullshit. Why? Huh? Hmm. Why? Why do you get rid of that song? It doesn't make any sense at the end no. if you don't have that. No, one in it's the not like it's it's not like they said something really inappropriate right in that song. Yeah. You're, like, you're like, oh, well, of course it's missing. The love is gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because yeah, because of that thing that no, but it's just, it's so much. The end doesn't have the same gravity if you don't have that song in it. It's redemption. No, you're right. All right, so yeah. so Jay, by the way, so, yeah. I, before we do that, I just want to throw some kudos to an unsung hero. 
that doesn't get a lot of attention, you know, uh, Paul Williams. Oh, yeah. He's, he wrote the music for that. He wrote those songs. Mm-hmm. If you like the Muppet Christmas Carol movies, you like Paul Williams. And he was involved with the other Muppet movies, too. So we're going to go one more topic here. So we're going to finish up our our ex- Christmas extravaganza. I always I don't want to know what, what everybody likes. I want to know what you don't like that everybody else does that you just don't understand why people like this Christmas movie or any movie for that matter. So um, I asked that question to you. So what Christmas movie that most people like? So you have one as well. I got one. I go, I'm going to let you go first. What Christmas movie that everybody likes, but you don't go for it. I saw it once. Yeah. But, but that's enough for me. I I, I don't think I really need to revisit. I don't think I, it's absolutely necessary. I might piss off a shitload. Love actually. Oh, I don't even know. Really? Why is that? Isn't that what's love I actually? Say, I found it very depressing. Okay, Who's I just that? found it very depressing, and I don't feel um, uh, like it's one of those an ensemble. Uh, oh, uh, uh, oh. Rick, Rick from The Walking Dead uh, is in it. Uh, I, I know that. I, uh, it's uh, is a uh, Liam Neeson in it. Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw that yeah. on the TV. I didn't know that was a. Well, it's considered one. It is all right. Yeah. Is it okay? No, I I can't say. So I why just is remember it going, good? Hmm? I, just, I just, I don't like feeling sad. Uh, okay. Like, I mean, st- straight up sad. Now I, I talked about sad things like, you know, the sad stuff in, um, I'm just saying like, I don't know. I just didn't feel like it, it didn't really warm my heart, you know, like, you okay. know, like Christmas, like uh, it just, it, it was just like, like right. we were done with that going, oh, all right, well, that kind of felt like shit mm-hmm. for a lot of it. I mean, maybe there was good moments at the end, but it wasn't mm-hmm. enough to make me feel warm. Okay. Fair like, enough. You know, I kind of like that in my Christmas movie. All right. So what, what I'll say is the following. I don't count Santa Claus 3 because nobody liked that. Movie. Or 2. And I like the first one, but not a lot. I'm just saying. Actually, like, I found two, 2 to be worse than 3. All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But 3 was kind because of. Because that whole like, the whole like, uh, it looked like Nazi Santas. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. This one's on yeah. AMC a lot. They play it. I'm going to say, even though I like the actor, I'm going to say Scrooged is just not that good. I don't know why people go so goofy over it. I like Bill Murray too. A friend too. of mine is. There's, there's a friend of mine that's losing his shit right now. No, but, oh, sorry. I love okay. Bill Murray like hey, the next hey. guy. He's not that funny in it. I mean, he has his old Bill Murrayisms, but he's not that funny in it. It's mostly dark. I don't really, when he, even when he's, there's no character arc. Like even when he's nice, Bill Murray, I don't know. Like he, he's going to go back to that Bill Murray. I, uh, but Buster Poindexter bugs me. Ghost of Christmas Past. The, yeah. The, the, one, the one from yeah, Taxi. Yeah. The punches him. I, it's so dated. Mary Lou Retton has her. I don't care. Like you don't put a movie. I do love. I, I, I bet you like this part. Do you like this part when uh, when he's got this like crazy promo? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that part's great. I at the beginning. Acid rain. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> like everything. The girl screaming. Like something yeah. very terrible. I don't see why people go goofy over it. Like it's it's fine. I just don't. How about how about Christmas Vacation? Christmas Vacation is fantastic. I, I like that movie, and and I get I'll, I'll end it with this at least for Christmas vacation is, is that all of that, he just, Clark's heart is in the right place. He's Mm -hmm. just crazy. Like he just can't give up. He just can't stop. Mm -hmm. He's like, he's Mm -hmm. his own worst enemy, but in his heart, it's, it's not from a bad place, but he's doing it all wrong. And he just doesn't know when to just stop. Like his wife said, like, he's like, Clark, it's over. He's like, Oh no, 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 no. It's not over. Like, he's just not allowing it. And then, because we've all, as having families and having crazy Christmases, like there's a point where you're like, I just make this all go away right now because this is a little out of control. Right, right, right. Um, but the end of that movie is just perfect because he just, everything's quiet. Santa is on fire going over the moon. And he just looks at everybody and he goes, 
I did it. And then credits. And that to me is mm-hmm. perfect because that's he just almost like he's just saying, I survived it, which is what anybody mm-hmm. wants. It just almost like right. I, I, I did it. I didn't give up. I, I did it. And that to me is says a lot. So, all right. Well, Jay, well, that was an interesting yeah. stroll down Amnesia Lane. I want to thank you for that. That was fantastic. Absolutely. It was a blast. So let me uh, let me express to you, because I know we are of the same faith. Merry Christmas, Jason. Appreciate that. Merry I hope Christmas you have a nice one you. you and your family. And I hope uh hope you have a nice calm vacation and the, and the tree doesn't catch on fire and there's no squirrels in it. No one well, wants that. It's well, th- Jason, good. again, thank you. Happy holiday season to everyone. Yeah, thanks everybody for listening and listening to us ramble for a while, but that's us. So that's kind of what we do. For those of you listen from the beginning, these were our phone conversations back in the day. All we do now is broadcast them. All right. Have a great week. See you guys. All right. We interrupt the ending of the film cricket show to tell you that we probably won't be doing a movie this Saturday due to the holiday season. I'd like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holiday Season, and we'll see you on January 2nd.